Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 17th episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again this evening by Aidan Ryan as we dissect last weekend's action. And we have a really packed show tonight. We have to preview the, the two Cup game semi final between Ashley and Cody and Crew Park. There's also the small matter of Regional United taking on Newmarket this weekend in the FEI Junior Cup last 16 tie. That'll be a big clash. And there's also some very tasty Lawson Cup. Uh, clashes as well for, for us to talk about as well as today's Monster Junior Cup draw so plenty for us to get through tonight but just to start with Saturday night in uh, Regional United won Pike Rovers won it was an unbelievably foggy evening in Dordoyle it was it was hard to see in, in front of you um, by the looks of it in general so um, you know Kieran O'Connell scored a late equaliser after Pike had went ahead through Cullen Walsh with Lachlan uh, Kieran O'Connell scoring a, a trademark header from a Philippe Mastawi cross and um, Judging by reports from the game, Aidan, you know, Pike will be disappointed that they didn't take uh, all three points. And in saying that, it's a, it's a decent start results-wise for, for regional in the top six. Yeah, well, I, I managed to make the game, uh, Adrian. And um, listen, the conditions were, weren't great, really. Uh, at, at one stage, I actually couldn't see the other end of the pitch for, lo- for a long period, actually, in the second half. Didn't see the regional goal. Um. The game, in terms of quality, was quite poor. I taught myself um, a lot of a lot of football played played between both boxes in the first half. Now Pike dominated the ball, Adrian, but didn't didn't really create a whole lot. To be fair to Regional, they set up with with I suppose the modern term for it now uh, with with coaches, Adrian, is a low block. I I would prefer <laughs> I would prefer Oswaldis would call it defending deep. And um, they didn't give Pike a lot of room in behind them to play. Um, so it kind of petered out a bit in the first half. The second half, uh, Pike took over the first half an hour of the second half, no doubt about it. Were a lot braver going forward, got their wing backs higher up the pitch, uh, got a few overlaps going. And Colin Daly certainly took over the game, Adrian. In terms of the tempo of the game, I thought he was excellent for the first half an hour of the second half. And the only bit of quality in that whole that whole game was was the Pike goal, Adrian. An absolutely brilliant goal. Colin Daly with the outside of his foot, putting uh, Owen Hanlon away down the right. He got to the byline, pulled it back. Some great movement by Colin Walsh and Lachlan Adrian to finish it from about six yards, a half volley. Really good, good goal. A lot of quality in it. Uh, Pike had a few chances to put the game away, Adrian. Didn't put him away, but at the same time, you know, and I know, and most people out there that are viewing this will know that 1-0 is normally enough for Pike Rovers to see out the game. And uh, Colin Daly with, that, with about 10 minutes left, 15 minutes left, and I thought the pendulum swung a little bit when he left the pitch himself and maybe Shane Walsh, who was substituted as well. And the pendulum seemed to swing a bit to regional. Four minutes into injury time, they get a set piece. And I might as well say to you that my good friend Stephen Varro Callahan, who was with me, predicted at half time that regional, if they were going to score, would score with a set piece. And four minutes into injury time, virtually the last pitch of the game, ball crossed in. I didn't we didn't see us. We we're only going on reports because the fog was so bad. We were at the other end of the pitch. And by all accounts, um Kieran O'Connell nipped in before Gary Neville to uh, get the equalizer. And listen, Pike dominated the match. But Regional will be delighted with the results. Great result for them getting a point off one of the top the top three. And we, we questioned that in our last podcast. It's all about results, Adrian, when you get up there. And they got a result. 
and actually they celebrated like they got a result at the end as well. It was a, there was a lot of celebrating going on, and maybe it's deserved because they they fought hard throughout the match, stayed in it, and got their got their rewards in the end with the point. And uh, uh, Mr. Russell will be delighted with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd imagine so. And uh, you did mention that normally one nil is is good enough for Pike. It really normally is. I mean, that was only the second goal they conceded in the league this season. I mean, people were, were shocked when I said that to them on Sunday uh, as well. And um, just, I suppose, on on the low block and things like that, Aidan, um, do you feel like you might need a, a refresher course in the FAI to, to, with, to keep up with the new terminology has been used nowadays? Yeah, I'll have to just, you know, o- o- over overloads and all this. It's it's gone huge <laughs> now. In this modern parlance, I'll have to go back and renew some of the some of the courses I've done. But uh, yeah, listen, they I, I they tired a bit in the second half. Now I have to say, especially down their their left regional from all the running they did in the first half, there was a lot of chasing over and back across the pitch because Pike were moving the ball over and back across the pitch. It's just a Pike changed their their DNA a little bit in the second half in terms of getting getting the ball forward a lot earlier and getting their two wing halves high up the pitch. And I thought the goal reflected that first half and over the second half. And I thought obviously the two substitutions, maybe the well Colin Daly was injured, I'm not sure about Shane Walsh. He's only coming back after a long term injury as well, Adrian. So maybe yeah. maybe they're looking at that. But uh Regional weren't in the game really as such. I didn't think they were in the game. I thought Pike were well in control. Um, but listen, they kept plugging away, got a few set pieces in the last ten minutes and in injury time, and made use of the the la- very last one they got. And listen, they they'll feel they deserve the points. And it doesn't matter what people think that that uh, Pike dominated the game or what I say. Regional got their point in the end. It's a very good result for them. Is it progress? Of course it is progress because we're looking for them to make an imprint in that top two or three and do a bit of damage there. And they certainly did damage to Pike on on, uh, on Saturday. And it's, it's not the end of the world for Pike. They're still top of the league and still in a great position. But that would have left a bit of a gap there. And you brought it up in the last podcast mm-hmm. about how that gap would have been there and it would have been a little cushion for them. That cushion isn't really there now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose in terms of regional, we stick with regional aid and all together at the moment because obviously we'd have a huge clash uh, coming up at two o'clock on Sunday in Dordoyle when they welcome Newmarket Celtic in, in the FAI Junior Cup. I suppose from what you could see, uh, all limited albeit on Saturday, do you think that that team and maybe that setup from, from Sean Russell is the way he will go against Newmarket? I don't think he'll go with that team, Adrian. Uh, no Tom Frawley, hmm. no Pat McDonough. And I don't think they were on the subs bench. Um, no, no, no. They were on the sub bench either. Now, Owen Duff was back in the team, naturally, as he was against Strand. Did okay. But he didn't get a lot of service, though, but worked, worked really hard off the ball, I have to say. Um, so I think a couple of changes, definitely, to the team. But to be fair to their back four, Adrian, their back four did quite well. The two Copers were, were steady enough at centre half. Didn't give Shane Clark anything. Physically matched him. Um, I, I thought they did quite well. If I had a worry about them, again, we've spoken about it. Is this overpassing from the back when they do have possession? And and uh, the goalkeeper Shire got caught certainly twice during the match. Nearly got caught, caught another two or three times trying to play out of defence with the short ball. So they'll have to be careful of that. But they're going into the game in good state, aren't they, Adrian? 
that that like giving them confidence and the win bef- before that against Strand the week before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was one thing I was going to say to you. Pike Rovers, you know, drawing with Pike Rovers going into a home game against the likes of a new market will give region a lot of, of um, you know, confidence going into that game. But I suppose you were talking about maybe overpassing from, from the back, Aiden, and I know we've mentioned this all um, connection before between Sean and Martin Russell. And I will be talking to Sean actually later in the week in a, in a preview before the, the, the new market game. And I'll obviously ask him about maybe the philosophy to use another term as people use nowadays. But um, I suppose that's probably not going to change though, Aiden, is it? I mean, he seems to really encourage his team to play out from, from goalkeepers to to all the way up the field. So the chances are we'll probably see a lot more of it. And good and good luck to him. If that's the way he wants to play, Adrian, um, you know, that's his philosophy. It is the Russell philosophy to play out from the back, no, no matter what at times, despite the pressure that might be... Uh, Put, put put on them. Obviously, you have to work hard on the training ground to perfect that and you have to have a certain type of player to be able to play that way. I'm not so sure that the players they have available are going to be able to keep doing that in the long term. He obviously sees the whole thing as a project out there and that's fine. We'll, we'll see maybe next year or the year after, assuming Sean Russell is still there, if that project uh, will work. But I think teams will take advantage of it I think they could suffer on it, uh, in, in certain in certain games, but as I said, good luck to him if he wants to play that way. If you if you can get it right, Aiden, it's very attractive. There's no doubt about it. But you you have to uh, you have to win matches and get results as well, Adrian, because the game is about that. Get results, be be it getting draws and wins in the league or winning your cup games. And there's a few big cup games coming up, so we'll see how they do. Yeah, absolutely. And one player I noticed who was back in the team, well, he's been in and out of the team from what I could tell Aiden, for, for most of the season, is a player who burst onto the scene maybe at a youth level in, in Ewan O'Brien, uh, who was captain of the, the Limerick District League, Oscar Trainer Youth, I think it was 2019. Um, he was also at my own club at the moment, Carberry United, I think, through underage um, level as well. Now, I don't know if he had fallen out of fair, but there was a couple of games I'd been at where he, where he hadn't been in the team. Um, I suppose, what did you make of his performance? And, and he's a player who, when I did see him uh, in the last a couple of years, who I felt could make an impact for Eton. Yeah, I watched a bit of him under Martin Sugio at with the Oscar Trainer Youth, obviously, um, Adrian, and I like him. Uh, he's, a, he's a very young player with the right coach, and I think he'll develop into a really good player Probably needs to work a bit more in terms of the ball going forward and how he passes it forward. But uh, sees the bigger picture on the pitch. Um, box to box can go box to box. I like him. I think he, I think he's going to be a he's going to be a good player. He'll develop into a decent player. But obviously needs a bit of, bit more experience and a bit a bit more coaching. But uh, has a lot of promise. There's no doubt about that. And I hope I'm not doing a disservice. He may have been injured when I was at a couple of games as well. It's not often I get to the same team. So, obviously, I, I could be mistaken on, on that one as well. Um, I suppose you look at that that new market game, as I said, Aidan, earlier on. So, we have, you know, Anandor Doyle. Do you think that the AstroTurf will be an advantage to regional? Or, you know, do you think it's it's not really going to be an issue for, for either team on Sunday? Well, I think it's an advantage, really. If you're, if you're, not, if you're not playing on, on Astro week in, week out... Now, a lot of teams do training at Adrian. Um, but there is there can, can be, be a difference. different, can't it? There can be a difference between standard of training and going out on a match day. Um, I, I do know Newmarket have played games in Lees Road uh, in, in Ennis, which is an all-weather pitch. But when you're not playing week in, week out, 
you know, you're you're not you're definitely not acclimatized the same way as regional would be. But this new market team are a good side, and we we spoke about them the last day. Have a little bit of experience in in uh, Dave McCarthy, Owen Hayes, the international, Darren Cullinan, and one or two others, and a nice blend of youth players in there. So they're going to be a handful. I think it'll be a really good game because Newmarket like to put the ball on the floor as well. And we have spoken about it already. They have the experience of Paddy personal managing them. So they'll be well-schooled, well-organised. I think they'll be very fit. So um, it should be a really good game. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm hoping to see it. Um, hard to call us. It'll be very, very, very tight. Because regional, as I say, with the last couple of games, will have taken a lot of confidence from that. It'll be interesting to see what team Sean puts out. Will the boys that I was talking about last week come back into it? I certainly expect Tom Frawley, if he's fit, to come back into the team. Um, I noticed Shane Carmody. Is it Shane Carmody wasn't in the team either? He was on the bench and he's been kind of a regular as well. It'll be interesting to see um, what kind of a team Sean puts out for the game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be certainly be wishing regional the best luck. I suppose looking at it, and obviously we mentioned last week that Newmarket would be up at the, the top of the Clare League. So, you know, maybe looking at it on paper, people will say because of the fact that they've got to the later rounds, uh, dominated in Clare and got to the later rounds of the likes of Munster Juniors and FIs, that they would be slight favourites. But as you were saying there, it's probably tighter, going to be tighter on Sunday than, than, than it looks maybe on paper. Well, I, I, I got a text from a very good friend of mine involved with Newmarket uh, Sunday, late Sunday evening, Adrian admonishing me because I had made Newmarket slight favourites for the match. He wasn't happy about that. What are you talking about, Ryan? Regional or out-and-out favourites for the match? But it'll be a very tight game. Two very even teams. Jeez, it could go either way, Adrian. But I'm, 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 I'm quite confident it will be a very good football game. Yeah, and I remember being at the, the regional sheriff game in 2018 with all the drama that unfolded, I suppose, both on the pitch and off the pitch afterwards. But if it's any as bit as dramatic on the pitch, it would be uh, certainly a, a great day as well. Um, as as Aidan hits some uh, some technical issues there with us, um, we'll um, move on, I suppose, Aidan, to what we... Blame the dog. <laughs> yeah, good excuse. But as we had, uh, Ed, we had moved on, Aidan, to we'll move on now to what we had flagged last week as a potential banana skin, a potential cup upset in um, the Lawson Cup. Geraldine's taken on Crew Park at the Gary Owen Green. Unfortunately, the game was abandoned. Second game in four days actually involving Geraldine's abandoned uh, due to an injury. It was Evan Lynch, and we wish him the best of uh, luck in his recovery. Obviously, as picking up a serious injury, but the game was abandoned after a half an hour uh, due to injury. It looked all said as well, Aidan, that it was going to be that cup upset we talked about because Geraldine's were 2-0 up. Yeah, we'd, we'd spoken about that. The reports I had in the, the first half an hour of the game that Crew Park had a lot of possession, but that Geraldines were hitting them on the counter attack. And Geraldines are a very young team, a lot of power and pace in it. The likes of, as we said, Adam Doran, them. Very unfortunate that the game had to be abandoned. And obviously, Evan Lynch, uh, I was I coached Evan at Jamesborough, as you know, um, Adrian, and he would have won a league medal under us. So very sad to see that uh, he, he got an injury. Obviously, it must have been very, very serious in that. The game had to be abandoned, and I believe it was a, a shoulder injury. Um, and normally, funny enough, with shoulder injuries, you know, you know yourself, players are, are able to walk off the pitch, and and they can be seen to. But obviously, this must be very, very serious that he had mm. to stay on the pitch, and an ambulance had to be called. Um, so we we can only uh, we can only wish him well. 
and uh, if if the injury is as serious as as uh, we're told, he could be out for a long, long period and will be a serious loss to Crew Park going forward. Yeah, certainly, because I do remember watching him, or sorry, facing him a couple of times, I suppose, in, in Premier A last year in their uh, title-winning season, and he was a key player for them and brought a lot of energy on the left side for them. So, as I said, we do uh, extend our wishes to him and, and the recovery and hope the injury isn't so bad. There was another game which took would have taken a lot of people by surprise on paper, Aiden, and that Balinanti just about got over the line uh, against Croom, who are Division 2B side. Now, let it be said, they have the likes of AJ Maloney, uh, Dan Lucy, there's other lads that have played at Premier level in recent years, so they, they wouldn't be a, a run-of-the-mill 2B team, to be honest with you. Um, but in saying that, Valenanti also were missing maybe three to four starters. You could see that from the, the starting team. Now, they managed to, to get over the line, but, you know, it was a really tough day out in Croom for Valenanti and probably brought shades back in maybe the old Croom when Croom used to be in the likes of the old Division 1A. Yeah, really tough match. Real banana skin of a match for them. And you're right about the premier experience that Croom have. I looked at the side and I make out about five players that played in the Premier yeah. League. And uh, still young players and, and still could do a job in the Premier League if, if, if necessary. Looks like Balinenti only played about five of last Sunday's, or the previous Sunday's starting 11, Adrian, and had to bring on Josh Adams near the end to get him out of jail. And we spoke about how important the player Josh Adams is is to them. But you know what? It's all about winning the match. It's all about getting over the line and getting into the next round. And despite the fact that maybe they were missing uh, a few of the starting 11, they still went out and did the, in, uh, did the job. And look, Croom will take a lot of heart from that. The league will be the important thing for them going forward. They want to get promoted. So uh, I think both sides at the, in the end will be happy enough that the uh, uh, at how well Chrome played but also Bella just getting through the game when you've games like that it's important that you get through and get into the next round it'll be a nice tasty tie in the next round as well <laughs> Absolutely and we will we will get on to that um, uh, in, in due course but uh, I suppose we, we mentioned Josh Adams Josh Adams came off the bench and, and again of course scored uh, another trademark goal as it's turned out to be for him a, re a real threat from set pieces. Another player whose who's move has certainly moved, worked out for both parties, as it's turned out, is James Fitzgerald. Um, he's, he's in great form for Balnanti at the moment. Now, obviously, he hadn't played a lot in recent, uh, last maybe two years with Fairview Rangers, a lot of coming off the, the bench, which clearly he wasn't happy with if he went to Balnanti, uh, but he's certainly uh, taken it by the scruff of the neck at the moment. Yeah, and listen, you got to credit the Balnanti management team here, Adrian, They've shown a lot of confidence in this lad. I think he's a tremendous footballer. Has a lot of confidence, as we all know. Um, but he's two-footed, low centre of gravity. And I, I think I said earlier in the season to Adrian, what I also like about this team, we, we've spoken about the power and the pace going forward with the likes of James Fitzgerald, but he works hard off the ball now. This management team have him working hard off the ball, along with Adrian Power, along with Habedeen. You know, these lads are working hard for the team, working hard for each other. When you're winning matches, all right, that helps. Of course it does. But these boys are, are doing the business. And you'd wonder, was that the key to James Fitzgerald in previous years? That maybe, um, first of all, the management teams and the coaches that were, were dealing with him didn't have the confidence to pick him week in, week out. And maybe when he was getting his chance, was he working hard enough? All We know what he can do on the ball. We know the talent he has. He's going to score goals. He's going to make assists. He's going to give those death passes. But was he working hard enough on, on the ball? And I think this management team 
have got him doing that. And he's he's almost the full package now. Not the full package yet, but almost the full package. And he's certainly a diamond in that team at the moment. Yeah, certainly looks to be the case. And, and we will move on to the Lawson Cup soon. And we didn't do this in chronological order. So this coming Thursday, uh, which will uh, be February 2nd, if I'm not wrong, February 3rd, uh, you've got um, Ashley Anacotti taking on Crew Park in the small matter of the Tui Cup semi-final. Um, which people, you know, because it's been maybe three months since the last two cup game, it can kind of be forgotten about until you get close to this uh, period. Both of these sides, Aiden, have been ravaged with departures, um, obviously, as we know. And I believe that Chris Smith and John Mulready have added to that with Ashley and Cody. Um, they've now uh, departed as well. Um, and obviously, we've talked about the crew part departures. Now you have Evan Lynch out injured as well. So I suppose from my own point of view, I do hope to get to the game on Thursday. But it'll be two very different sides to what I remember seeing when I got, saw the game between Anacotti and Crew Park earlier in the year when Anacotti won 3-2. Yeah, and it'll be intriguing to see exactly what kind of teams go out on Thursday, Adrian. Now, I saw I saw Ashling after some of those departures in the game, in the obvious bending game against Fairview before Christmas, Adrian. And I thought Ashling were excellent. I thought they were fantastic. The power and the pace of the team, lot, lot, obviously the average age of the team has come down because of the departures that have gone. They've brought up a few of the B lads and I thought they played really well and outplayed Fairview that evening. And if that's what they have to look forward to, well, then they have a lot to look forward to if if that team is handled right. Now, I'm not sure they've played a game since Adrian, have they? They had one game, actually, and I think they won just after Christmas as well. I can't put my finger exactly yeah. on it, but I think they've had two wins since. Yeah, have they? Well, it's 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 not looking bad for them then. Um, I I think I think they could go all right between now and the end of the season if the team is handled right and they keep their their feet on the ground. Obviously, they've got the three points from that uh, that victory or that abandoned match. But this is a chance, Adrian, to get the final. And we've been talking about the two E Cups since the start of the season. It's a chance to get the first trophy, and you know. A lot of Premier teams that seem to take it for granted, and I don't know why they take the Tui Cup for granted. I think you should be playing your full team in the Tui Cup. It's it's a chance to win your first trophy of the season. It's a great chance for these teams to get into the final. Uh, I think it's Pike and I'm trying to think who's on the other side, and it's gone out of my head. But no matter what, it's a chance for one of these teams to get to the final and win a trophy. And hopefully they'll be going at it hammer and tongs and tours. Then should be a decent game as well, Adrian, given what's at stake. Yeah, certainly be the case. Yeah, yeah. If you just remember, I was just I was racking my brain as you were speaking as well. I couldn't remember it myself actually. Um, but yes, it, it is a brilliant opportunity for for either of these teams. And I actually remember uh, Ashton Cody. It was it wasn't it Ashton Cody's first trophy, the Two E Cup, uh, in many many years under Mike McCarthy. I believe maybe about five or six years ago now at this stage. So you know they they'll know the importance of it. Aiden, to be fair. Yeah, and you're you're bringing up a bad memory for me now, Adrian. You're probably doing that. <laughs> Wouldn't be like me. They beat they beat us. I beat beat Jamesborough in the final. Um, tough game that night. I think we were down to 10, 10 men actually, but um, they they played very well in the night. I must say, and listen, Mike McCarthy did a fantastic job with them, and uh, they, overall they probably deserved to win the win in the night. So good luck to them and, and and that. And listen, it's another chance. It's another chance for John Lyson and Co. So. They'll be anxious to try and win this game and get into the final. Yeah, absolutely. Just to, to touch on the Lawson Cup as well, Aidan. Um, 
I, I feel like a broken record now, but you have Nina taking on Pike. This really does feel like it's about the eighth time that these two teams have played each other uh, this season. Nina will be be the host uh, in this game. Um, you know, obviously, given you know, given the recent decent form, uh, recent decent, geez, so I'll play words, but uh, a good form of of Nina, you'd be hoping that this will be a, a competitive tie. Um, for sure, um, as well, especially for for Nina, because you know they want to be competitive in the top six. They also have the Munster Junior uh, to play for as well. So, you know, this will be a big test for them. Massive test for them, yeah. Again, they look forward to it. They're at home. You know, they, they must be sick of Pike at this stage you now, and the teams must know know each other upside down. But you know what? No, it's 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 a chance for Nina. You know, it's a cup game. So if Ocean, it depends what kind of a setup Ocean goes out with. And, what the mentality is in terms of how they attack this game. Killian, I believe, Ed, and you're, you're mixing them up. Killian, I'm, I'm getting the two Fitzpatrick's mixed up. <laughs> but um, Pike don't give away goals, Adrian. Do you know, Pike don't concede goals, and you spoke about <laughs> it a few minutes ago. Two, two goals in the league, they're measly at the back. They just don't give away goals, Adrian. Oh. So, if Nina are going to win this game, they're going to have to try and grab that goal and be as tight as hell at the back themselves. And it's just so difficult to do against Pike. Um, I noticed Pike the other night went into the game without Steve again, by the way. So he was a loss for them the other night. They might, they might, if he's injured, they might decide to leave him out again Sunday, which obviously will be a, a plus for for uh, for Nina. Plus the fact that Colin Daly went out injured. Not so sure about Shane Walsh. But Pike have a big squad, reasonably strong squad, so they'll still be strong going out there. Um, you'd have to go with Pike again, Adrian. You know, you you could see Pike just getting over the line again, couldn't you? It, it does scream of one of those one nil Pike matches, to be fair. But you know, it does remain to be seen. And I do hope that uh, Nina are pinning our words on the the dressing room. To I don't, as I said to you before, I don't think we're that important though uh, in their in their preparations. But um, yeah, I suppose it's not the only big tie in the Lost and Cup. And you mentioned it already. Ballinanti taking on Fairview. And in this exact fixture earlier on the season, this was the only game where Fairview were effectively humiliated. And that kind of maybe woke Fairview up a bit. And they went on a really consistent run outside maybe of the Ashley and the Cody game uh, since. So Ballinanti taking on Fairview. Um, you know, these are always really feisty games, particularly now in recent years. You've got Paul Danaher there, really, you know. Uh, well, I, I was going to say confrontational, but I meant committed character. Uh, and, and Dave Dunphy on the other side. So both of them have their teams rightly uh, wound up going into these games. But I suppose, look, in, at the end of the day, there's, there is a method to the madness. And, and these they'll have them well prepared, both both managers. Oh, they will, of course, yeah. It's, it's the big game of the Lawson Cup, this one. Um, home match for Bella, which they'll be happy about. There should be great atmosphere out there. And, of course, Bella will be smarting from the fact that uh, Fairview did... did um, they beat them in the two cup, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's right. and by and by a big scoreline. This will be the best so, of three coming up. Yeah, so there'll there'll be a lot of stake in this game. I expect Bella to, to be back to near full strength of what we call full strength, given that they have such a strong squad. Fairview will, will go strong in this one as well. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So it should be an intriguing game. Again, hard game to call. You'd expect a few goals in it, Adrian, because the matches they've played each other. We've had plenty of goals. So they haven't been afraid to have a go off each other. They haven't been shy of attack. Um, very hard to call. Could be extra time, maybe. That it does, game could it go to like it'll be a tight, um, I a tight I, 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 There's no extra time in the last in Cup, Adrian, is there? 
No penalty straight away, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah that was so confirmed. I got that, I got that bit wrong there. So listen, there'll be goals in this game. There's no doubt about it. It'll be it'll be a feisty match. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose the other loss in Cup game that's taking place is uh, 1A Somerville taking on Munger. Now, Somerville are, are no strangers, obviously, to a big Cup game, considering only a few weeks ago, before Christmas, they played Gorey in the, the FEI. Yeah, this is probably not as, as, as maybe high-profile a game, obviously, as, as taking on Gorey. But a big opportunity for them, nonetheless. But in saying that, though, considering the way the league has went for Richie Burke, you'd imagine it'll be full full-strength Munger side because they haven't played, obviously, an awful lot. Uh, recently, either they beat Jamesborough obviously in their game, but he'll want to, you know, continue that momentum, and he'll be desperate for a win now against Somerville. Yeah, he's coming off the back of a very good win against Jamesborough, really good win. So he'll want to keep that momentum going. The side is probably a little bit more settled now as well. But it's a great match for Mark Blake and Somerville, uh, Adrian, above in Portland Park. They'll be relish, relishing this after, especially after the great run in the FAI. And they're top of their own league as well. I think they've only lost they've only lost one game this year yeah. in the league. So Mark has them has them going really well and they'll be they'll be looking forward to this fixture. Cup tie, again, anything can happen in a cup tie. And uh, some of them have a couple of players there, Evan O'Grady up top. That can uh, that can score goals. Mm. Yeah, that can score goals. You've got that can score goals and keep keep it reasonably tight at the back, stay in the game as long as they can. Do you know, there's no reason why they can't um, cause a shock here. Obviously, Richie will be, will be hoping otherwise to keep his run going. Should be a good game as well in Portland Park. Yeah, and I know that there's been a recruitment drive at Somerville as well. Three former Myros uh, players, including Craig Colopy Duggan, who who would have schooled me a few times in the past, uh, playing for playing for Somerville now as well. So it'll certainly be an interesting game that one. I suppose just to move on to the small matter of the Munster Junior Cup draw, which took place today in the last sixteen draw, we have some very tasty ties involved in the Limerick District League sides. Um, to start off with one of the toughest, I suppose, you've Region United taking on Villa FC. Seven wins from seven in the Wild for Premier. The Azori Wild for Premier for, for Villa. Only five goals conceded. I think it was 27 scored, uh, if I'm correct there. Um, and they will be hurting considering the earlier uh, exit. You know, FEI Junior Cup holders, they'll be hurting after being knocked out so early in their defence of that. So this will be the be-all and end-all for Villa as well. Yeah, really great game. Fantastic match this um They'll be disappointed, like you say. I think it was uh Ferry Bank Bees on that year who were kind of mid-table in the in the in the Waterford Premier. I think it was one nil. But they've kind of bounced back, Adrian. Their league form has been really good, as you say, one seven, so top top of the league. Uh remember also they're the All Ireland Junior Champions. They beat Cole mm. Island in the President's Cup, uh two one above an Armagh. Uh I think it was before Christmas they won that game. And they beat Kalarney. It was a Killarney Athletic. They beat in the last round of this 3-0. So their form is good. Good football team. Bit of physicality about them as well. Bit bit feisty. Uh, coming up to play regional, the all-weather pitch. Certainly a game to be to be savoured. It's it's uh, it's probably the tie of the round, I'd say, Adrian, if you look at the, yeah. the eight, eight ties. If you were picking a game to go and watch, this would be yeah. the game to go and watch. Because uh, regional, like we spoke before, regional will play their football and uh, are going well in the Cups. And obviously, that listen, that draw against Pike and the upcoming game against Newmarket, if they can get a result in it, they'll be in fine fit because you'll have the Munster Junior the following week, I'd say, Adrian, after that. Uh, oh, sorry, the yeah. 19th. Is it? It's the week after, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so then so we you have a lovely run again. Yeah, you, the 19th. You have a lovely run of games coming now, so if they can keep the run going, that'll be some fixture, won't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I suppose due to time constraints, we'll probably have to run a bit quicker through the, the other ties. But there's one All-Limerick District League tie that will take place, Aidan. You have Charleville taking on Ballinanti uh, in, in the Cork venue. Um, also, Avondale host Nina, who are also going well uh, in, in Cups in general. Obviously, still in the loss and two. Um, and then Waterford Crystal taking on Fairview Rangers. Uh, Fairview with another away draw. They'd be sick of the away draws uh, in, in recent times. But as you said, probably regional and Villa being, being the, the go-to fixture. But, you know, it's it's hard to call any of the other games as well because Waterford Crystal, I think, are Waterford Crystal fourth Eden, in the Premier in Waterford around that section? Yeah, around fourth. Um, they've, they've lost three games out of the eight. They've played Adrian, won four. They beat Canary Celtic now away from home in the last round. Very, very good win. Good win. One nil away from home. So they'd be delighted with that. They beat De La Salle, I think, in the previous round, 4-3 after extra time. So they'll be a handful for Fairview. Uh, the Ballard Charleville game, listen, an all Limerick tie, I think Ballard will be happy enough with that, the fact that they don't have to travel that far. Uh, Charleville will be happy. They're, they're at home, obviously, won't they? Mm, absolutely. And I suppose Nina will probably fancy their chances, you'd imagine, Aiden, against Avondale. Yeah, Avondale beat bridged in the, I think, the last yeah. round. I think that was penalties, Bridge United. But I'd expect Nina to come through that game. Uh, Avondale playing the, the, the junior premier in, in, uh, in the Munster Senior League. I think they're halfway down the league. They haven't been as uh, prolific as they were the last few years. So I think Nina will come through that. Yeah, hopefully. And obviously, we'll be discussing those in, in further detail uh, in two weeks' time but before the ties are actually played. Um, my thanks to Aidan Ryan tonight. That was a very busy schedule to get through. And it'll probably be equally as busy from here on in, Aidan, with the, the business end of the season uh, coming now for all, for all Limerick sides on all fronts. Um, so that we'll, we'll be enjoying that over the next few weeks. And um, my thanks to all of you for watching us and, and, and supporting us, obviously, every week as well um, in the, the Limerick Junior Soccer uh, podcast. So my um, thanks once again as I said and hopefully you can join us next week for another very busy show